Welcome to the Decode Work podcast with your host Nadeem Khan. Decode Work takes you through the transformation that is currently happening in the world of work around technology, leadership and culture. Research suggests that most HR leaders are stuck in the day-to-day operational activities and unable to leverage their time, energy and resources towards the strategic side of their business. This hampers both their productivity and growth. Hence, the aim of this podcast is to unlock your potential and take you on a transformative journey towards becoming a true strategic partner to your business. In my podcast, I invite and discuss insights with global thought leaders on the future of work, HR transformation and organizational strategy. This is the Decode Work Podcast. Welcome to the second episode of Decode Work. For our next guest, I would like to introduce Vikas Dua, an accomplished Indian-based HR and recruitment professional. With Vikas, I discuss the transformation that is currently happening in recruitment due to digitization and how we can get ready for this digital process. So let's dive in. Hi, Vikas. Hey, hi, Nadeem. Uh, thank you so much for this. Thank you. It's thank a pleasure you. being here today with you and the community. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I, I think it's it's a pleasure to have you. We have uh, we we've, we've got some comments from people. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We have people from the UAE as well, and I hope that people from India are also going to watch. Um, as as well, we've we we'd have we have people from Pakistan as well who have joined. Thank you, everyone. Yes, we have people from India as well. Love uh, so, so we have a lovely audience. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. So, Vikas, can you tell us something about yourself? Uh, how did you end up in the HR space? Oh, Nadim, that's an interesting story, really. And I, I think uh, if I have to be honest uh, to everyone here, which I should be, uh, uh, it's more by accident than by design. So. I uh, studied hospitality and I worked in the hospitality industry for about four years. And I realized that, uh, you know, to take my career forward and to really uh, have some kind of impact in the world of uh, business and society, uh, I would have to uh, acquire further uh, educational qualifications. So I went ahead and did an MBA program uh, from one of the new uh, fledgling business schools in the country. And uh, post-completing the business school is where, uh, from a campus placement standpoint, my journey into HR started. And uh, it's been a lovely journey of over 15 years since. And I've pretty much experienced uh, the highs and lows of uh, both HR and the corporate space. Amazing, amazing. I see, I, I see that you're, you're, you're becoming a, a sort of a thought leader where people are constantly inviting you to different platforms. And these are all thought leadership platforms. How did you end up in this space? Obviously, it takes you know it takes ten years to explore your passion and purpose. We're going to talk to you more about you know how in the recruitment space and what exactly you're doing. But how did you end up finding your purpose when you did your MBA when you went into HR? What was that one moment that struck struck you off and and said you know I need to do something on my own and start uh, your uh, organization attain and I'd also want you to a bit of elaborate on what the concept behind attain is um, so that's 
obviously everyone gets the name might get the name wrong because of the why we don't yeah. to explain why but if you can just elaborate on on this story of yours sure nadeem uh, happy to do that and uh, uh, like i shared uh, started my journey in hr uh, and uh, i started with a very interesting uh, uh sub domain within hr with many of uh, my fellow colleagues uh, would be familiar with and that's campus recruitment uh that's uh, the space where i really started my hr journey from which included uh, you know traveling uh, across the length and breadth of the country uh visiting the smallest of colleges in our tier 2 and tier 3 towns uh interacting with the young uh, freshers who were uh, uh, at the cusp of their graduation and then uh, trying to create a bridge for them to uh, get into uh, the corporate uh, world uh, this was also the time uh, post uh, liberalization post uh, 2000 you know y2k when the indian it industry really took off in a big way and uh, there was a lot of frenetic growth uh, companies were averaging uh, uh, cagr of uh, 35 to 40% year on year and uh, there was just so much amount of business coming in that uh, companies had to expand and uh, attract the right kind of talent so campus recruitment uh, was really one of the uh, areas where companies leverage their entire uh, brand presence to bring in young fresh minds and to mold them as per you know their company's um, uh, processes and uh, uh, culture uh, that's the space i really enjoyed i loved it and from there on uh, i took multiple uh, steps within the recruitment uh, domain within hr uh, learning different elements of uh, uh, the discipline uh, managing uh, till last year uh, i was handling the entire uh, uh, apac region hiring for a very large uh, its player in the country so uh, given all of this uh, it was a very hectic uh, pace that one uh, was uh, in uh, uh, following Uh, there was a lot of learning and a lot of uh, pressure at the same time mm. uh, but at some level i felt uh, intrinsically unfulfilled because um, in the recent years more often than not uh, many of the uh, companies have started becoming very transactional in the nature uh, as uh, the business climate kind of become uh, became more tight uh, there was a slight slight lack of innovation i could perceive uh, uh, slight uh, reluctance to take uh, calculated risks and to that extent uh, i was feeling a bit constrained and uh, that's when i really uh, started introspecting a lot and uh, like you rightly said happy to talk more about that uh, subsequently but when i introspected i actually realized that the happiest uh, time of my life was when i was at campus when i was recruiting those young minds and uh, creating some sort of impact so that's the space that i decided to explore and uh, develop with a team uh, Amazing. essentially yeah so uh, at the time what we are really trying to do is bridge uh, the industry academia gap like you pointed out in the introduction uh, unfortunately i find that even today as we stand in 2020 and it's such a dramatic time that we are in uh, we have uh, the covid 19 which has played out and uh, we also have a situation where say my high to live one <laughs> Okay, I just need I just need a break. We just just for for one minute. Right? No problem. Uh, I'll be back. Uh, you can continue with this oh. uh, with the with the audience. If the audience has any questions, please continue with Vikas. I'll be back just in. Great. So uh, so coming back to attain at attain, we're trying to bridge the industry academia gap uh, by uh, 
you know bringing students and uh, experts together uh, i have noticed in my uh, years of experience that somehow uh, the academic programs at our uh, institutes are still not uh, moving at the pace that uh, the industry requires them to so while we've had tremendous amount of growth uh, in our uh, uh, technology in our uh, thoughts in our uh, processes uh, in our workplaces uh, and obviously in the practices as well uh, the industry the academic curriculum kind of uh, continues to be very um, uh, outdated and not uh, moving at the same pace of change uh with attain what we're trying to do is bring in a lot of uh, industry experts across uh, different domains across uh, different functions and industries to interact uh, directly with uh, the students who are uh, trying to uh, take their fledgling steps towards uh, entering the corporate space so that apart from the academic knowledge they also uh, gain practical insights knowledge and experience first hand uh, from the experts themselves amazing 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 i think i i think we did uh, we we had a conversation yesterday and a very similar place where i started off when i was working at a university i was probably from the inside we were uh, i was also uh, you know uh, teaching individuals for interpersonal skills but there, there there's a triangle which which is formed from especially from an hr perspective which we were talking about one you're creating that brand uh, brand loyalty when when we talk about uh, the the brand the the brand that people want to attract or or be part of an organizational brand uh, the other thing that you're talking about is to have that skill and the third is to connect uh, academia to the corporate which is which is very much required and i think uh, an essence of this program is 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 very similar so yeah. what type of uh, you know uh, and another thing that you said uh, which which really attracted me is is it was your calling you kind of figured out introspectively um so for the for the audience before we really kick into what the transformation is happening in recruitment what do you feel is is an issue that is that is currently taking place in in the whole uh, recruitment process and how do you feel that this is going to change in the future sure nadim uh, you know i could talk for hours on this but uh, if you honestly ask me at the core of uh, uh, the entire change in recruitment uh, lies the fact that uh, thanks to covid surprisingly uh, we have a greater acceptance for technology and uh, the role it can play in recruitment just till about 6 months ago if you told a hiring manager that uh, the candidate is available but not able to come to office uh, i'm going to be able to organize a telephonic call with you uh there would be a lot of resistance uh they wanted to feel or see the candidate right in front of themselves in the meeting room across the desk uh today uh, everyone is very comfortable interviewing a candidate who could be sitting anywhere in any part of the globe okay so it took a kind of crisis for all of us to uh, see this mind shift change which was pretty logical if you ask me in a sense mm-hmm. so one of the things that that you're saying is the technology shift right correct uh, on the other hand there is there are the positive sides which i feel that you know hr's work has been reduced obviously from a technological perspective you're 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 able to uh, synthesize uh, cvs and you're able to do uh, uh, psychological assessments of thousands of people in in mere seconds but how do you feel then the role of hr has shifted and obviously everything now is we were talking about the operation side of hr has kind of 
is is kind of becoming deteriorated or or, or is shifting or is being lost uh, how do you feel that hr would be transformed uh, from a recruitment perspective obviously true but honestly i think uh, nadim uh, i have been following you for a long time on linkedin as well and uh, you are a thought leader in your own right uh, uh, one that's admired across uh, the globe the uh, reality is that the space that you are working in hr analytics is really the future and uh, i cannot stress this enough in all my conversations with students with professionals in the hr space i keep stressing on the fact because uh, we've seen that uh, you know sales marketing finance have all been transformed by analytics and today when we look at automating let's say recruitment uh, it's all going to be the data points at the back end which those systems are going to throw out which need to be analyzed by someone who's smart and number savvy yes and yes. that's where uh, you, uh, the hr analytics domain that you specialize in really comes into play isn't it because uh, even today i find that a lot of hr professionals continue to see uh, hr as a soft science as a people science and uh, almost a vary of numbers uh, my fear is that if they don't get comfortable numbers they are going to be left behind yes the future of 2021 will not really see them in the team that's true that's true i think we'll if, if we if we continue a step ahead obviously you've mentioned i don't want to repeat what you've said the importance mm-hmm. of analytics uh and and kind of put uh you, you know um i feel that hr itself has kind of hit a brick wall and why i say that is because one side one side of this is because in the academia the subjects that we're taught and the and especially the academics that are teaching us whether it is uh you know unfortunately i'm saying this whether it's from the cipd shrm uh aihr wh- whoever is whoever is teaching us uh part of it part of it also there is a lag between the disconnect of what industry requires and what academia is required how do you feel obviously this is your role what you're doing how do you feel that we can uh, as as a community which we which we're setting here uh in decode work how do you feel that we as a community can grow together and what are the actions that we can take uh and and this obviously this is all the passion that that I want to bring out uh it, it it's good to say that yes we are hr we are transforming but the reality is very different and lo- less people actually talk about it it's important for us to talk about this now to share that you know if we don't change now it will be too late and and obviously the pandemic has shown us the positive sides and the negative sides and i yeah. I, i unfortunately you know i i I've, i'm getting at least at least i'm not saying lots of messages but at least a message in a week from some hr individual who has lost their job and i and i and i asked them what skills do you have you you need to obviously as you're mapping the competencies of other people you need to map your own competency and hr unfortunately hasn't grown in that level so what are your thoughts on this exactly uh, similar uh, uh, you know feedback that i'm getting from uh, my industry colleagues as well nadim and uh, what i guide others at this stage to do is what i call uh, follow the 3r uh, uh, program or philosophy as of now as we speak hmm. uh, the first r is really recalibration uh, which is what you called uh, introspection a short while ago unless you really understand uh, yourself at a very deep level what your strengths are how you can play uh what you can really uh, what you really want in life uh, uh, in the long term uh, you're not really going to be able to make a, a movement uh, in the right direction at this point the second r is reconnecting so uh, again a platform like this where we are connected to each other where a lot of uh, you know interested folks are possibly listening in uh, 
uh, is really the starting point because today knowledge is available uh, frankly through google as well but yes, yeah. uh, when you me and uh, people like abhijit bhaduri came earlier on your platform as well uh, you know talk about their life experiences i think that's the best teacher that uh, one could ever get so uh, i would really guide students to do take up more of these uh, opportunities and the third is really reskilling again uh, adding to what exactly you pointed out uh, if as an hr professional uh, you're at a stage where you've uh, been laid off or you, your skills are under question you really need to figure out uh, is there a new skill or is there a, a value add that you can do to yourself so that you get uh, employable once again in a very short uh, period of time so these three r's recalibration reconnecting and reskilling are possibly uh, what is most important at this point of time amazing you said it very very nicely uh, the three r's recalibrating reconnecting and reskilling that's i think you you you've created a theory you should write a, you know write write a special blog and get it get it published as soon as possible uh, amazing so i think this, this this not only applies to hr but it applies to every student out there that also wants to graduate obviously i understand i i do deeply understand that people are facing trouble they might be graduating this year uh, but i've recently uh read an article from a from a professor from inseed who who wrote for harvard business review and that article was around all management theories and practices have actually uh now obsolete so anything that we've we've studied before the pandemic whether it is a case study whether we're looking at organizational development activities or culture or leadership development or management development or the skills all of them are now changed and the reason why i say that is because obviously the way that we used to interact with people now yesterday i was at a conference that i was uh, talking about the same thing how do you map culture right this is a this is a question that is deep rooted who would the ceo go to to map culture he would definitely come to hr but if hr doesn't know how to do that the second is how do you measure performance how do you measure productivity right how do you measure the roi of human capital or the intellectual uh, emotional social capital now these are all burning questions that the ceo wants to answer because 80% of the value is hidden in the intangibles now if hr right. doesn't uh, gear up itself as you said the uh, the 3 rs connecting with the right people who know this stuff right it can be universities it can be people like yourself and myself uh, also connecting uh, reskilling itself and and finding those individuals and and i think creating that community which is which is amazing that you oh. said now uh, what would you advise people who are who are listening who are watching who are who are students or who want to get new jobs uh in recruitment how do you how would you uh, want them to approach re- recruitment now that everything's gone digital uh is there some sort of importance that you want to create on 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 a sort of a we always talk about uh you know creating your personal brand what is now more yeah. important than ever before so your thoughts on this Sure, Nadim. So uh, I'll address it in two parts. Uh, one is uh, for you know freshers like you said who possibly are starting off and aspiring to get into recruitment or HR, and the second part in terms of professionals who are already in the space. So, so uh, what we must keep into context is when you look at recruitment. Obviously, uh, you know you have the entire recruitment cycle, which is uh, from creating your employer brand to sourcing to the screening and assessments to the uh, interviews and offer, and finally the onboarding. Uh, uh, one uh, thing that all freshers or 
aspirants uh, uh, recruitment aspirants should look at doing is understanding each one of these segments very in, uh, separately and understanding what is the transformation that is happening in each one of them thanks to the new uh, uh, normal as uh, we've been discussing so uh, there's a huge technology play happening in each one of these elements uh, when you look at uh, employer branding for example uh, there is uh, social media that uh, recruitment teams are using uh, to kind of create a positive image there is uh, digital marketing that they are deploying so these are certain techniques that i think uh, will have to be learnt by recruitment professionals and not left to the so called uh, central marketing team uh when you look at uh, sourcing when you look at uh, uh screening assessments again uh, thanks to the amazing ai driven uh, assessment platforms and uh, sourcing engines that we have today this uh, role which traditionally was done uh, by recruiters by calling up by uh, talking to candidates by requesting for cvs is uh, highly automated now and uh, yes. things like parsing which also you spoke about earlier is pretty much a given now Uh, so it's important for uh, students to kind of familiarize themselves with it coming to uh, interviews and uh, the on offer and the onboarding piece again uh, platforms like uh, uh, this which allow remote interviews which allow remote assessments uh, one should get familiar with them to understand uh, what is the how they are constructed what functionalities they have how they can be modified or leveraged for your specific kind of uh, recruitment so those are some of the starting points that uh, you know students should think about uh, when it comes to uh, established recruitment folks or talent acquisition folks uh, and i must before i share a tip there i must also share that currently in the uh, job market uh, my observation is that within the hr space uh, since hiring has uh, fallen uh, to almost 40% levels uh, as per below as per earlier uh, the biggest impacted are the recruiting fraternity folks i have across levels a uh, number of people who reached out to me uh, uh, sharing that uh, they need quite assistance and they are looking for a job opportunity because they have been uh, laid off uh, so for talent acquisition professionals at this point in time uh, personal branding is possibly the number one uh, thing that they need to invest on so as to expand their uh, image not directly just for uh, their current role or uh, what they are doing right now but more in terms of future proofing themselves at a bigger scale amazing i mean so i think it all it all comes back to the importance what you know how talent acquisition individuals are now changing and i've seen a lot of people who who are attracted uh the 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 higher it, it it's it's probably safe to say uh you know your net worth is your network in this in this instance if talent acquisition people have and are connected you know the 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 thing that you said if they're connected to uh, the, the second r is reconnecting if they're connected to those individuals right. uh they would obviously be of of more value to the organization obviously and then upskilling themselves looking at those skills that are required so my last question before i ask the audience to ask for uh questions and they can start asking questions now but my last question is with uh it it's there's a there, there's always you know um with great responsibility uh, with, with with great power comes great responsibility so i think ai itself driven machine learning it's it's great power that has been bestowed to hr and i feel that you know the people who are creating ai obviously the algorithms uh, one must understand are created by human beings and we've seen so, with companies like amazon and other companies in the past obviously they've yeah. now removed the unbiased how do you think the human element or the hr can actually 
play an intermediary to you know its role of removing this unbiased and this is my last question and then we we ask the audience which we we want some questions from thank you for the i think a brilliant question and really one that's uh, still being debated as we speak uh, the role of ai in hr and uh, areas like recruitment specifically where it can actually uh, you know really impact uh, uh, communities or people who have historically been also uh, avoided or impacted in some way so uh, the only guidance i can possibly share here is that uh, whoever is deploying ai or an hr tech solution uh, needs to be a uh, well trained well uh, uh, aware uh, person who's kind of understands these finer nuances and is able to uh, take in the feedback or the uh, collaborative efforts of other uh, informed people to make sure that the product is uh, uh, without any bias at all uh, ideally that should be the uh, scenario completely and uh, traditionally what we've seen in the world of business is that uh you are we are very happy converting uh, existing templates into um, the next level of automation for example uh, paper based uh, tests get simply uh, transformed into an excel based uh, uh, format yes. that excel based format goes into a digital uh, you know uh, engine driven kind of automated platform but at each stage uh, not too much of the mind is applied to actually uh, look at uh, what elements should be discarded or what should be added to suit the new medium hmm. in a similar situation when you moving to the next level in terms of ai question the entire uh, uh, process as it exists today and think ground up i would really advise that to avoid such a, a pitfall like this amazing amazing great great i think it, it it's it's also important for hr to uh, to analyze the data as you said you know there there are intermediary points but what will happen in the future and i i think vikas you would you'd highly agree with me is all of these systems will just become one right so it's going to be like a pulse and 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 i talk about this as well that all of these systems will converge they'll be when we talk about the people function in our book we've said all of these systems will be one uh, so, the role of hr will then be to actually give strategic insight to okay so what does this data say what what do we mean or if we keep following this route what will happen to the organizations how do we you know then then uh, continue what type of people are we looking at what is the culture uh, you know what does this data say about the culture about teams about how they're performing how they're interacting how they're communicating with each other and that's the role that is that is currently being evolved unfortunately if we're if if we are late to the race either technology or finance or other parts of the business like operations will eventually take over uh and that's that's it, that's why we have created this platform for people to understand you know whoever can, whoever we're not saying you can't steal it from us obviously but what we're saying is you need to wake up and this yeah. is high time <laughs> this is high time um i i also talk about the concept of being more more around uh, being a bit around polymath you know having an, an hr has always been geared towards learning new skills true uh, so we we're, we're looking at we're looking at uh, some of the questions one of the questions i think more more not of a question but he's uh, i think omar raza has said uh, people professionals need to get scientific i'll, I'll show this uh, on on the screen people professionals need to be get more scientific and move ahead of uh, motivation it's 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 more of 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 a statement rather than a question if you can yeah. pick out a question do let me know and anyone who is watching we have a couple of viewers if you can please write a question um so that we can then 
come to we we can come to a close hopefully so i think what he's saying is uh, i'm not against motivation and inspiration but if people professionals like hr professionals focus on commercial aspect of their skills and work while remaining in hr they increase their value and impact i think umar raza is, has rightly said that and we okay, are yeah. we we are we're on the same page umar with you we do need to create a commercial awareness of uh, of the organization and obviously as uh, vikas has mentioned talent acquisition of what the value what the value of these competencies will bring uh, within the organization yeah um anything else that you feel that is that is very relevant for people who are who are graduating or or getting into organizations do you feel that there is there is uh, a special skill that they require or, or you know how can let's say uh, let let me let me paraphrase it as we uh, we and we don't have any questions at the moment but how can uh attain how can attain your organization help uh, individuals how how is your organization helping individuals so after this we close but i want you okay. to summarize and how can people then connect to you especially if they need to reach out to you uh how can people connect to you what is attain doing what is your role in the whole of this that you've talked about sure nabeem uh, have to share that so uh, uh, one can easily reach out to me on linkedin uh, and that's really where uh, uh you know any professional or any one who's uh, trying to create change is uh, uh, present nowadays so uh, i have a, a presence on linkedin as well and happy to connect and uh, bounce off ideas thoughts uh, share feedback with anyone uh, who may uh, uh, desire so uh, at attain uh, what i shared earlier was that we're building a community of very high quality experts uh, who come from different industries different uh, specializations and uh, uh, we plan to bring them under one umbrella so that uh, you know student communities corporate communities or any other associations for that matter uh, want to reach out to them uh, for uh, engagements ranging from mentoring to coaching to uh, speaking uh, can easily access uh, them depending on uh, their area of interest uh, for students uh, i definitely feel that going forward uh, uh, the typical graduation or post graduation degree certificate is just a given is just a tick in the box really uh, what will uh, help them as they get into their uh, uh, corporate roles or even in their own entrepreneurial uh, ventures is really some uh, uh, hardcore real life learning uh, or experiences that they can pick in from uh, uh, people who've uh, done something created something from the ground up and uh, refine it because that's eventually the goal for all humanity to improve upon whatever has happened uh, before so if uh, students can open themselves up in this direction and uh, absorb more uh, i think they would be better placed uh, in terms of skills i think uh, without doubt in my mind uh, uh, being uh, tech savvy being uh, connected to the new age uh, skills such as uh, the digital skills Uh, is also going to be a non-negotiable uh, skill library to have, uh, we, given that we have a question, uh, uh, a similar question from Aksa Jamil. She's uh, part of the State Bank of Pakistan. Uh, what is the one key skill HR professionals would need would be needing to cope up with the digitization of HR? This is one question. We've got four now, <laughs> so we'll try and wrap up. Uh, so, so uh, i think somewhere i might have read her mind because uh, the skill uh, piece is something that i was already talking about 
Yes. And uh, uh, like I said, I think a comfort with the technology, understanding uh, what it is uh, capable of, uh, which is the direction it is evolving into, uh, will be very critical. Uh, and to see how that technology is really uh, helping uh, you manage your human resources more effectively uh, to end up delivering more value for the business, which is because ultimately that's the goal uh, for HR. And uh, uh, today, uh, all of us are util- used to, you know, very high quality uh, technology solutions on our mobile phones for all our uh, uh, personal requirements, whether it's all ordering a pizza, whether it's taking a cab to another location. Uh, and uh, at work, uh, employees expect the same level of uh, comfort and same level of uh, seamless operation when they are uh, raising a ticket for a travel request or for filing a claim or anything similar. So uh, it's important that HR uh, get familiar with these uh, new age technologies. Uh, that would be my number one guidance, uh, Aksa. Thank you. This is Zohe. He's asking, uh, how does one go about measuring and predicting performance at the time of hiring? Uh, obviously, we're looking at recruitment from an employer perspective. Do you have any Do you have any tips or tools for Zohair and Sari? Sure. So uh, it really starts with understanding uh, what the skill requirement is for a particular role. And uh, if you go down to the basics, uh, Zohair, every role, every industry, uh, every level of uh, the resource requires a certain different uh, capability on the skill matrix, right from what kind of skills to what level of proficiency. So most of the time what happens in our world of uh, recruitment is that we cut, copy, paste uh, job descriptions, we cut, copy, paste uh, assessments. And that's really where uh, the uh, ball drops. Uh, What you really need to do when you uh, are hiring or recruiting for a specific role is that understand the nitty gritties of the role well, uh, figure out what are the uh, skills or the capabilities required, and then start the search from there. At times, it's important to also go back to hiring managers and push back, uh, question why uh, they need what they've specified. Because often, uh, uh, you know, the hiring managers are themselves not very clear of what uh, uh, the uh, person they need is required to do. And they kind of define a profile which is almost godlike, wants to be everything. So... uh, I remember remember when we were were doing these... uh, recruitment drives and even before and after that time I did some management training programs uh, for some FMCGs uh, and just to to let Zohair know so Zohair one of the things that you can do is be, even before because you're talking about the time of hiring before you're before you're given the opportunity uh, to actually recruit someone you can do team-based uh, training and development programs uh, LND programs with them to see within that team, how people are performing. So let's say we had uh, here, we had um, a, a full uh, full day intervention with uh, with graduates that we wanted to hire, right? And what we help them do is to figure out who is the best candidate for that particular skill set that they require, uh, especially looking at team levels, which uh, Vikas has mentioned, what competencies and capabilities are you looking for? So you're not going to, uh, obviously, you're going to put put all of the individuals that you've selected, but only from that, you're going to shortlist those candidates that actually fit your uh, needs and requirements at that at that point and stage. So we're not saying that you, you're rejecting the other people. They might be good, but they're not good for that particular role. So it's it's all about understanding that as well. 
another question is is what will the situation of recruitment process in the upcoming years if you you have mentioned this before if you can do this very sure. shortly akil is uh, akil i think it's delhi wal dahli dahlawala tilawala yeah. sorry sorry about the name uh, akil Yeah. great question akil i think really uh, it's important that uh, you're asking this because i i really want talent acquisition professionals to understand this uh, the way i see it it's very clear uh, recruitment will split into two tracks so uh, the first track will focus more on the employer branding and sourcing and the brand image uh, side of attracting the right talent and the second track will be the transactional track which will be the interviews and the offer rollout and uh, Uh, the uh, onboarding of the employee now the second track uh, honestly speaking is where uh, 80 to 90% of the work can easily be done through automation even today so so the challenge for recruitment professionals will be to try and get on the first track which is really to in a sense become uh, marketing professionals the kind of digital marketing uh, uh, techniques that they use so that when uh, you log into a facebook uh, you see uh, ads that uh, appeal to you or to your uh, taste and when i log into facebook i see ads which uh, are aligned to uh, what i uh, like and that's really what uh, ta will also evolve into two separate tracks uh, one on the brand management and the employer side and the second is the transactional recruitment activity pillar now this this is a question from a linkedin user i'm not sure the the, the name is in shown but this is um this this is a now we're getting now lots of questions <laughs> this is a question now is there a train and representative crisis management team in organizations that includes on call staff and do those team members know what is expected of them during pandemic do so, you like, uh, you like <laughs> there is to be honest there isn't a specific team uh uh hr has has unfortunately been pushed from from a perspective that i know hr has been pushed into the crisis management uh and that's why we have decode work this way the concept of this is you know we're we're trying to manage this crisis um vikas do you have any 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 thoughts yeah so uh, nadeem you're right in uh, some of hr finds itself in the hot seat uh, thanks to covid uh, something that we wanted all uh, last 15 20 years but uh, Uh, traditionally what has happened is uh, organizations have had uh, uh, designated folks within the organization who are identified for uh, you know for example health and safety uh, experts or uh, resources who could be quickly activated in case uh, fire broke out in the office or uh, someone uh, uh, suddenly fainted or uh, had another unfortunate incident so this role essentially which was uh, not an independent team it was just uh, an individual trained to handle certain emergencies so they were like you could be a, a training manager for example and also designated uh, a fire safety in charge for a particular floor or a building uh, this kind of uh, role or these kind of teams will kind of get expanded to also have uh, slightly more uh, uh, responsibilities uh, allotted in terms of how to Uh, manage uh, people in case uh, a pandemic like situation crops up or something of that sort that's the way i see this okay so i think uh, this is this is more of a more, more of uh, dennis has, has mentioned more rather than a question he's he's actually mentioned more of what what he thinks it is how do you identify the required skills without understanding the job i think you you've answered the question and then you you've put a Possibly. put a question as well um possibly for for unus we have we've actually 
mentioned this from a technology perspective, but when we're doing interviews, what would you suggest uh, that we do to remove unbiased? Can you do a one-liner for, for this guy? Yeah, sure. So uh, again, uh, leverage technology. There are some softwares available which uh, mask uh, the name, the gender of the candidate, uh, the age. And uh, we've seen it makes a difference. Uh, right. You get more uh, selections in the second round if hiring managers don't know who the uh, individual on the other side is. Uh, now, this is... The, uh, we, we know your time is very precious. So this is the last question. We're getting lots now. But I would recommend people connecting to Vikas. Uh, we, we, have, we, we want to stick to a 30-minute session. The reason is because people can then go back and listen to it uh, at their ease. Um, so... Uh, she, uh, I think Shaira is asking, what do you mean by personal branding of a recruiter? What is the process? We have talked about this before. Um, and in just one line, what what do you mean by personal branding? So personal branding, very clearly, uh, Shaira, is uh, standing for something, having an identity which kind of uh, differentiates you on a platform like LinkedIn. Uh, what you can start off with is uh, specializing as a recruiter in a specific area or domain where you are the expert, maybe insurance or financial services, and sharing content information, which uh, makes you stand out uh, as someone who knows her job in that space. Okay. Well, <laughs> we have we have two interesting questions. Dennis is again asking how many HR professionals even know about a job analysis, and is it the foundation? And it is the foundation. Yes, we do agree. Um, do you do you do you agree with Dennis? What he said is how many HR professionals even know about a job analysis? Uh, do you uh, find it difficult for people at uh, from a recruitment perspective? What are your no, thoughts? So, uh, uh, being transparent, honestly, Dennis, I think you with the nail on the head. Uh, I think uh, uh, in the uh, race or the corporate race for the last uh, decade and more, uh, what we've really done is just uh, uh, gunned for positions, for uh, promotions, for uh, money in the bank. And somehow missed out on the basics. I think it will help if uh, the HR community can think of these aspects again. Amazing. Thank you, Dennis, for sharing this. A very important aspect of understanding what job analysis is and then create uh, the, the, the place to actually open up a, 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 an opportunity for recruitment. Uh, this is, this is a, especially for you, and I, I think we'll, we'll close on this one. Hi, Vikas. Do you see psychometric assessments taking importance in the virtual recruitment process? as it would be not fair to, to just depend on recruiting or hiring manager judgment, as there is a lack of one-to-one -one interaction. Yeah. So again, good question, Rajnikanth. And uh, uh, the way the virtual recruitment uh, process really ideally should work is having enough checks and balances in the system to ensure that uh, only the right candidates are uh, moving ahead in the process. So uh, psychometric tests are important uh, in certain roles. It's not a de facto requirement across all uh, roles uh, or all levels. So it's again coming back to what uh, Dennis uh, pointed out a short while ago in terms of really understanding the core of the role, what requirements, the skills, and designing the entire recruitment process in line with the same. So uh, if you have the right tests, the right interviewers in the selection process, the platform is just, or technology platform is just kind of enabling that uh, in a sense. Hmm. I think you're you're exactly right, uh, Rajnikanth. We should take it as a tool rather than uh, rather than you know, uh, 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 you know, human beings have that intellectual capability. You should pick up from that tool, look at the data, and then provide the insight of you know 
what these psychometric assessments actually mean. What are you looking for? Um, and I think removing the bias, which we've talked about earlier on, if you if you uh, if you can zoom back, if you can stream back and see now all those people who have joined us, uh, I would request you to please like hit the like button and do share this with your audience. We want to we want to engage with more people. We are creating this community. We have a purpose. This is a purpose driven agenda. Uh, and please, so do hit the like button if you're watching. Please share this uh, with with uh, with as many people who you feel can uh, benefit from this talk. Uh, I'd like to uh, personally once again thank Vikas for being uh, for being part of uh, the community uh, for sharing your thoughts and insights. Uh, this is where you can actually you you can either. Um, uh, connect with Vikas on uh, on LinkedIn or this is his uh, attain.co is is uh, is your website right correct so you can either you can either connect through through uh, through the website uh, thank you very much thank you everyone for joining thank you Vikas once again and uh, thank we you Nareem it's an honor and pleasure to be part of your platform and uh, really great work that you're doing in bringing the community closer and sharing the learning that uh, is happening on this thank you so much I, i'm i'm uh, apologies for being over time but i think uh, we had a lot of questions and lots of insights thank you everyone uh, we'll we'll see you again next week with uh, an amazing guest uh, at the same time thank you so much take care thank you so much Thank you for listening in to the Decode Work podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed it and that it added value. Please leave a comment below with your thoughts on how we can improve your experience and to stay in the loop, hit the subscribe button so that you can easily listen in to our upcoming speakers. Till then, have a great day.